My name is Detective James Keyes, and I'm not good with technology, but the copy says to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. So, make sure you do that. Shark Dropper Studios presents to you Doppel Avenue Hurt Case 3 Case 3 The Gold Hawk Part 2 Your base is my case Why? Where? How? Really? That's how you greet me? My ex-wife, or what I normally refer to as the she-devil, slid on the bench to make room for me. James, have a seat. This couldn't be happening. What if I say no? Then stand. Yeah, that's what you want me to do, huh? Fine, I'll sit. Who's in the car? Miss Rose. She's Donald's sister. So you're still with that prick? We're married. Heh. So no more Miss Wilkes or Miss Keys. Now it's Miss... Wright. Miss Wright. Miss Lauren Wright. Why are you being this way? Why are you here? Donald had some important business meetings to attend to in the area, and I wanted to see you again. Stop being so petty. Tom Petty. Don't change the subject. I'm not. I really want to talk about Lady Eddie's pop rock hits. No, you don't. Is it so bad that I wanted to see you again? Yes, because I never want to see you again. It broke my heart. Don't act like you were innocent. We both started fights, we both had our troubles, we both knew it was over when it was. This was awkward. I wanted to bury my head in a hole like one of those birds. Oh man, what are those birds called? Shit, Jesus. I'm so flustered I can't even think of what those big birds with the long necks were called. Son of a bitch, this is all her fault. Won't you say anything? You made me forget what ostriches were. What? There it is, ostriches. I wanted to hide my head in the dirt, like an ostrich. Wait, do they really do that, or was that only in cartoons? What the hell are you talking about? Nothing, never mind. Okay, if you don't want to talk, if you'd rather I leave and never speak to you again, just tell me. Bye, Felicia. Seriously? (sighs) Sorry. How long are you in town for? She smiled. Not sure yet. Donald, as you know, owns a winter coat store and was looking to branch out. We're exploring other places that experience winter. I told him try Brentwood Heights. I remember the cold evenings and thought that people would really take to his winter coats. What's so special about his winter coats? Oh, they're very unique. They zipper horizontally rather than vertically, making them easier to wear. How does that make them easier to wear? Well, they come in two pieces. Yeah, how does that make them easier? Well, you don't have to wear the whole coat if you don't want to. Who wouldn't want to wear a whole coat? What if it's not snowing outside? So why does that matter? If it's cold, it's cold. But what if it's not that cold? Then why wear a coat? I don't know. 
Wait, why aren't you wearing one of his coats? It's just... Ugh, okay, I don't like his coats. Yes, it's stupid that they zipper horizontally. I don't know why he did that. It makes no sense to me, but I stand by him. I support his decisions and his business and his business decisions. You love him? Of course. She looked at her phone. Donald's calling. He must be out of his meeting. Could we get together later this week to catch up? Will Donald be coming? He doesn't have to. Sure. Good. What's your number? Uh, 867-5301. Really? So close. Yeah, I still get plenty of uh, people who call to sing to me. Surprisingly, most of the time it's Tommy Heath. The lead singer of Tommy Two-Tone? He thinks he's being funny. That's too bad, but okay. I'll text you later. Oh, no, I, I don't have texts. That's the house number. Really? You still stay away from technology? It works for me. You know, change is okay. I know. That's why I save it in the piggy bank. Not that kind of change. Oh, yeah, I knew that. I was, you know, I was making a joke or something. Well, I better go. Yeah. Hurry up and get back to Mr. Wright. Oh, shit, that didn't come out the way I wanted it to. I'm trying to be sly. That's his name, so... Goodbye, James. Bye, Felicia. She planted a soft kiss on my cheek and a small fern in the grass. You know that probably won't grow here. <laughs> Whatever. I watched as she walked off, and I threw up one more time. <laughs> time to head home. I walked into my apartment, took off my shoes, and instantly stepped on a Lego. Ow, shit, what the hell? There were Legos all over the ground. God damn it! God fucking Paul! Paul ran in from the den. Jimmy Joe, what are you doing home so early? It's six, I get off at five. Paul had moved back into my apartment now that the captain and I had sorted things out. Oh man. We lost track of time. Why are there Legos all over the ground? I thought I told you Wait, who's we? Hi there, Jimmy. What? No. What is Timmy doing here? We were building a city out of Legos and we were going to reenact the last scene of Godzilla. You know, when Godzilla and his friend Captain Nemo go on a rocket ship ride and land on the moon, only to really find out that it's made of cheese and they fall right back to Earth and land right on top of a large city that looks strangely familiar to a cross between New York City and ancient Rome. No, I do not remember that in Godzilla. Well, it doesn't matter, because we didn't get to reenact that scene because I accidentally tripped on my shoelace and knocked the whole Lego city down before we got to play. The craziest thing is that Paul wasn't even wearing shoes at the time. 
Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that. What is Timmy doing here? I thought he was grounded. He is, but he snuck out of his house. I picked him up in the park in a white van. And we came back here to play with toys and eat candy. <laughs> We're being naughty. Alright, Timmy, Paul, have a seat on the couch. This is my place, so I think I need to lay down some guidelines, new rules. Bill Maher? No. First rule, no more hanging out with kids. Second rule, don't pick up anyone in a white van. Not even sure where you got a white van. Rented it. Okay, no more renting white vans. Is that the third rule? <sighs> let's call it an addition to the second rule. Yeah, let's call it that. I love addition. It's better than subtraction, but not quite as good as multiplication. Right, Polly? Uh, what? Third rule, no more messes. Every night I want a clean floor, no Legos, no candy. That's a good rule, Jimmy Jong. We probably shouldn't even have candy and Legos in the same area because I got confused twice today and swallowed three Legos, which are going to be hard to digest because my stomach acid isn't as strong as it used to be ever since I first acquired glaucoma. That doesn't even make sense, Paul. What's the fourth rule? I hope there's a fourth rule. I hope it's funnier than the other rules. Bill Maher's rules are at least funny. Fourth rule when talking about a minor, let's make sure not to use the word naughty in the same sentence unless you're Santa. It's gross. How do we know if we're Santa? Paul, you would know. But what if I don't? If you don't realize you're Santa, then you're not Santa. Okay, I get it. What if you don't believe in Santa? I mean, I do. I believe in Santa, but some of my friends don't. I'm not sure I understand the question. If I don't believe in Santa, can I still be Santa? Just don't use the word naughty. Can we use the word misbehaved? I'd rather you didn't. What about playful? Definitely not. Impish? Sure, fine. You can say impish. God. Now, would you mind picking up the Legos so I don't step on any more and then Paul doesn't eat anymore? Okay. You got it, Jimmy Jong. Me and Timmy didn't mean to be annoying. Or should I say impish? <sighs> I need a drink. Oh, there's you who's in the bottom shelf. I went into the kitchen and grabbed a bottle of scotch, single malt. I poured a glass, neat, but with two small little ice cubes. Should I mention the she-devil to Paul? I needed someone to talk to. I went to the living room where Timmy and Paul were picking up Legos and putting them into a giant box. I think we could talk. It's important, and I really need someone to vent to. Sure, Jimmy Jong. I understand. You want to vent like those things in the ceilings. So you have air and you want me to feel it. Are those things connected to something? Because where does the air come from? I don't I don't feel so good, Jimmy Jong. I think I ate too many Legos today. I feel queasy. Should I go to the hospital? You know, actually, Timmy, can we talk? Sure thing. I decided that because the issue made me so emotional, I needed someone more mature to talk to. So, I went with the 16-year-old Timmy. We went in the den. What's up, Jimmy? Well, where to begin? I, I saw my ex-wife today for the first time in years. I mean, as you can imagine, it was quite shocking. She broke my heart when she looked me for another man. I know that you also went through a breakup recently, so maybe you can understand how that felt for me. No, you weren't married, but maybe... No, no, I totally get it. 
Me and Charlotte broke up after I found a text message from her to Scott Grammer. Scott Grammer? He's this preppy guy that is a total douche. He thinks he's cool, but he isn't. Oh. I miss my Charlotte Webb, but I'm all about trust. That's why I hate her now. Trust? I, uh, couldn't trust Lauren. That's her name. She was my everything, of course. We fought from time to time, but I thought we had something good. Meaningful. I moved here because of her. Really? That's so cool! I used to live in California, but I made the trip because it was important to her. I tried. I really, really tried. That sucks, dude. But let me tell you a story about a little boy and a wise old woman. This cute little boy once got lost in a big city and didn't know anyone. He was constantly in trouble and having a hard time finding his place in life. He met this old woman who often went to the park to feed pigeons. He thought she was weird, but eventually worked up the courage to talk to her. He was like, hi, and she was like, hello. He talked to this woman who appeared to be homeless and upset and listened to her story. She told him that she once loved a man who fell out of love with her. He had broken her heart. So when the chance of love came again, she ran away from it. She stopped trusting people. The little boy thought it was stupid that she would do such a thing. The lady said it was hard for her to trust again, but the boy told her that even if her heart is broken, it doesn't mean it's gone. So, you think I should get over the past? It's up to you, dude. But I know that me and Charlotte will be cool someday, and maybe we'll be friends and buy houses next to each other. Maybe we'll even get on the same cell phone plan, you know, as friends. Thanks for the talk, Timmy. Talking is what I'm good at. Well, that and flipping awesome ollies on my skateboard and such. Maybe I should let it slide. Maybe I should be happy for Lauren. We had plenty of good times together. It's just so hard for me to forget what ended it. I needed to sleep on it. All right, Timmy, go into my room. Okay. Peace out, dog. And Timmy, I know you were the little boy. What are you talking about? In, in the story. No way. That was Macaulay Culkin, dude, and actress Brenda Fricker who played the bird lady. I was talking about my favorite scene in the blockbuster sequel, Home Alone 2, Escape from New York. I thought that was your story. Yeah, I wish my stories were that cool. <sighs> Go finish picking up the Legos. The next morning, I headed into work and found Edith typing away. Good morning, Mr. K. How the hell are you? I'm, well, not so good. Did you eat something awful? Now you got the runs? No, no, I, well, ne never mind. Let's save it for another time. You have that file in the museum artifact? Just fucking finishing it up now, Mr. K. Edith handed me the file. This is the file? What happened to the one on my desk? That's it. I had to update it because a dumbass curator had more info. I read through the file. You wrote down that the artifact was found. The Gold Hawk was acquired? It was returned. But the curator says it isn't the right one. I don't fucking know. You think the dumbass would be happy that the statue is returned, even if it isn't the exact one. At least he could put it back in the plastic bubble and pretend. It's not like any other fucking idiot walking through the museum would know the difference. I flipped through the file. Hmm. 
time to make a trip to the Brentwood Heights Museum of Art, Wonder, Mystery, and Zaniness. I walked into the museum and looked up at its high arched ceilings and long stained windows. It was almost like a cathedral with low hanging chandeliers, glowing candles, and pictures of Jesus. Oh wait, this was a cathedral. I was daydreaming when I walked up. I must have zoned out. I walked back outside and across the street where the Brentwood Heights Museum of Art, Wonder, Mystery, and Zaniness was. I walked in through the large brown doors and I noticed a familiar setting. Long stained windows, candles, Chandeliers? Jesus. What the hell? Did I just walk back into the cathedral? No, no. You're here. In the museum. This resembles the cathedral to a T. It's part of the zaniness of the museum. When we changed the name of the museum to add wonder, mystery, and zaniness, we decided it was important to represent those words in physical form. Otherwise, it's just false advertising. You're right. This is zany. It's our new exhibit. Cathedral artifacts from around the world. That chandelier there is from Shenzhen, China. And that one is from Liverpool. The glass stained window with the picture of Mary and Joseph is from the Philippines. And those hanging candles are from the cathedral across the street. Oh, yeah, I was just in there. Then you must have noticed they were missing some candles. They used to hang over an exit door. I didn't notice that. Well, if you didn't notice the missing candles, then you must not be the private investigator I've been waiting for. My name's James Keyes. P.I. Oh, wow. And you didn't notice candles missing from a cathedral you were in literally moments ago. I was in there for five seconds. <laughs> Some P.I. Hey, listen here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't mean anything by that. My name is Adam. Adam Curator. Wait, you are the curator? Yes, I know. I am the curator, and my name is also Adam Curator. Did you change your name? Nope. That's the one I was given. It's why I became a curator. You became a museum curator because your last name is Curator? That's right. Does that seem odd to you? A little. I come from a long line of curators. My father was a curator before me, and my grandfather before him, my great-grandfather before him, and my great-great-grandfather before him. Also, my great-great-great- I get it. All of us were curators, even though not all of us liked it. In fact, I went to college and majored in mass communications. But that didn't really lead anywhere. Didn't feel like pursuing that career? I couldn't. My last name's Curator, not Media. You know, you don't have to pick a job based on your last name. My last name is Keys, and I'm a PI, and I used to be a cop. Keys? Shouldn't you have been a locksmith or something? No, that's what I'm trying to tell you. You don't have to rely on your last name for guidance on what you want to do for the rest of your life. Well, that truly is some pertinent information that I could have used many years ago. I mean, right now I'm 50 years old, so I'm not going to change my career at this point in life. But wow, that's news to me. Sorry you had to learn so late in life. I wonder if I should tell my son. 
Is he a curator? A practicing one. He takes his test today. You have to take a test to be a curator? Of course. It's a tough one, too. Ten questions. You get them all right, you're in. Miss one, you get custodial duty. Miss two, in the slammer. You get arrested if you miss two questions? Told you. It's tough. And impractical. Let me give my son a quick call before he takes his test. Maybe I can catch him before he starts. Adam Curator jumped on his phone and made a call while I walked around looking at the paintings and sculptures. One piece caught my eye. It was a large porcelain vase on a pedestal. It had blue flowers and little green leaves imprinted in a wave of design over a pure white. For some reason, I wanted to just grab it and smash it. Why? The she-devil had one just like it, and I hated it. She put it in our living room when we were together. I always had to be careful around it. Be careful. Be careful. I stood there, staring at it, getting heated. Eventually, the curator jogged over. Shall we get to business? Did you catch your son? Nope. Too late. And get this. He missed two questions. So I'll see him in about five to ten years. Really? Anyway, about this gold hawk sculpture. The curator, unperturbed about the news of his son, went into the details surrounding the missing gold hawk. Apparently, the gold hawk, the sculpture obtained in the Egyptian expedition 400 years ago, was one of the prized possessions of the Brentwood Heights Museum. It was stolen days ago, but returned yesterday. With it, a note that read, sorry for taking this. Here, have it back, thanks. Bye. When I asked the curator why he was so upset with its return, he promptly told me that it was because, while the hawk was authentic, it wasn't the same hawk. The original gold hawk had an inscription on the bottom that read, Two Jewels from Vern. Apparently, the inscription was written by the original archaeologist who discovered the hawk. But if this hawk is a legitimate replica, does it really matter that the original is still missing? Absolutely. Okay. Well, to get started, I would like to talk to everyone that works here, one at a time, in a small room if possible. And if we can darken the corner of the room so I can disguise my face in a menacing way, that would be perfect. It's an interrogation technique. What about a medium-sized room with a few candles? Eh, that should work. Before we get started, I should warn you. Warn me? This case may be more involved than you think. Stolen statue? I've seen worse. No, trust me. This won't be an easy case. Are you sure you're willing to take it on? I can't spare any more time. And I've heard you're the best the city has to offer. Because of my recent successful cases, I was really making a name for myself. We will have to discuss a fee. Anything you want. I could even give you an artifact or a painting, if that will suffice. What about the vase? This one? Yes. I just want to tip it over. Can I just push it off its stupid pedestal? I mean, I'd rather you didn't. But... I guess. I mean, we were planning on storing this item and replacing it with something newer. So I guess if that's really what you want... That's really what I want. And why, pray tell, would you want to do that? My name's James, not pray tell. Who's this pray tell chick? Pray tell's not a woman. She sounds like a whore. You think this pray tell knows Chandra because that B.I. chose me some money? No, that's not what I meant. I knew what he meant. I was just having some fun. I want to know why you want to destroy this beautiful vase. Let's just say, I have my reasons. Obviously, I'll still charge a fee for my services, but I'll charge less because of the vase. When the case is done, can I smash it? Uh, I guess? Then, you have yourself a private investigator, Mr. Adam Curator. Now let's get started.
Doppel Avenue Hurt, written by Robert M. Lamb, edited by Amber Simpson, Adam Jetmore, and Robert M. Lamb, starring Kyle Appleyard as Keys, Amy LeRae as Edith, Jose Caraballo as Paul, Jonathan Moss as Arthur, and Ariel Zadok as Lauren. Co-starring Robert M. Lamb, Brett Wilkins, Maria Baumgartner, Brian Messick, Mike Lenhart, Jack Austin, and Seth York. Music provided by Incompetech, Dmix Music, and Bensound.com. Don't forget to rate and review Doppel Avenue Hurt on both iTunes and Stitcher. And go to www.chartdropper.com for other fictional shows such as this one, including Paralyzed, a psychological creature feature, Cop Doctors, another spoof comedy series, and End of All Hope, an apocalyptic sci-fi tale. seconds till shark drought. Five, four, three, two, one. Drop the shark. Go, go, go. The following podcast is a Shark Dropper Studios production. 